I have had a second overthinking of a Tootsie Roll. And, uh, <laughs> Did you re-listen to it? I was listening to the playlist on the way somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Tootsie Roll came up again. I was like, oh, Tootsie could also refer to a toot as in a fart. So it's like a Tootsie. Yeah. And I was like, that at least contextualized it was more at, to me. In my brain, it was like, if I'm writing a song and I want to have a dance with it, like body roll is no. a thing. What's in it? Like dinner roll, less good. Tootsie no. roll, candy, sweet. Okay, that no. makes sense. We're going to call it this. Yeah, I was like, I understand that uh, 69 Boys uh, <laughs> was... Not trying to intellectualize. I did it, legitimately but. think it was the same artist as Space Jam, which yeah. no, all Jack Jams just had a real basic sound quality right. <laughs> to them in like '97. I hear a whoop coming up, a, a whoop, whoop coming. Up. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was driving, I was driving, and it came up, and it was on Spotify. So I was like, I need to like triple check that these words are the words that I'm hearing, and yeah, it would just be like a whoop coming whoop, up like seven whoop. times. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> you're like, you're not wrong. A whoop was a coming whoop up. Was co- <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I didn't even realize that they were declaring that. I feel that, a whoop coming that up. That they were going to whoop, whoop in five. Coming I, I didn't even think about that. And then they that. go whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> as, if, as if they weren't already. <laughs> I didn't even put that together that they were that they were declaring that they were going to yeah, say they were whoop. Like, yeah, they were like, we're getting amped. We should write the a jock jam. Whoop is coming that sounds up. so funny. A whoop's coming <laughs> up. No, we should create a jack jam that's about jeans and see if we can get one of the uh, hockey teams to make it there. Like, I feel my jeans riding up. I feel my I feel jeans riding up. <laughs> a jupe. A jupe. A jupe. Mother of Fine Pairings. We're not talking about jutes today. <laughs> I'm Grace. I'm Claire. This is a podcast about fan fiction, I promise. It's about Gene fan fiction. Jan Jixon. Not Jan. <laughs> Janfic. Jan Jixon. Jan Jixon? I call it, yeah, it sounds like a person. Like, yeah. that sounds like a realtor. Hi, I'm Jan Jixon, and I'm running for Congress. <laughs> you know what? Let's put that like person that. <laughs> out into the world. And it's then, like those pranks where someone changes one thing until someone notices. We take a regular like bench thing that's a realtor and just change it slowly to Jan Jixon, but then also like turn her into a pair of pants. Jan Jixon <laughs> until is, somebody notices. Jan Jixon is now an OC character for a fanfic we'll read yes. in the future <laughs> in like five years. Anyway, we're, this is a, a, so aggressively irrelevant to like what the topic of the day. is. Oh, okay. Anyway, back to back to reality. Whoop! There goes gravity. Uh, we are actually doing the prompt required reading today. Ooh. Yes. Something about this prompt was like my white whale. Like I could not. I had so many ideas, and none of them panned out. And yeah, what? Because <laughs> you, I don't know how you found Scarlet Letter originally. It was on fanfiction.net. I don't know how much of it. Oh. Like, oh, you know what? I think after spending a lot of time on AO3, I think I was like, screw this. And I like Googled like Scarlet Letter fan fiction. And then it was like somewhere in oh, there. I should have Googled. Okay. So I had m- so many different problems. <laughs> this really, t- I'm glad we did this one after a slight break because I needed the time. <laughs> I've been looking this up for so long. Like, just look at, because, okay. Because one, there's so many different book choices and specifically books that like we've referenced on this podcast. Like, I looked up, oh, Lord of the Flies was an obvious one 
I couldn't find anything that I, I haven't read it also, so I couldn't quite grasp. Oh, it was Lord a lot of, of like alternate endings or like oh. a lot, a lot of these were like next chapter for my oh, English shit. class. Oh. So it was like yeah, yeah, 700 yeah. words or really, really relevant to the last part of the plot. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. And you're not doing a good job of explaining what's going on because yeah. you assume that I've read the entirety of Lord of the Flies because I'm not your English teacher. Yes. And so that was a problem. Uh, and then I was like, okay, what else have we talked about? So I looked up. Oh, I looked up Catcher in the Rye. It's very similar. Ralph said no idea what was going on. Uh, I looked up The Crucible because that came up. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to fanfiction.net and look up like The Crucible as like a tie in to the last one. And I just like could not find anything that I liked. Sometimes it's hard. I'm sure they were good. Like there was a lot that was good. But like in my like because I'll you know, I'll kind of like look at all the tags and before I actually start like reading full because I can't read like 20 yeah 7,000 word fan fictions or anything and I would just be like kind of scrolling through being like okay can I get a semblance of like the plot and it would be like no (laughs) no idea what's going on or it would be like two a lot of the ones on fanfiction.net were too cracky (laughs) and I was like this isn't like fun yes no so then I remembered a prompt and I don't remember if it was the exact prompt for the original episode or if it was something else but I remembered us talking about copyright laws and people being able to publish their Great Gatsby fan fiction. Oh, yeah. So then I looked up Great Gatsby fan fiction, and that was where I found my gold. Yes. <laughs> and so that's what we have brought today. Excellent. <laughs> it is a Jay Gatsby, Nick Carraway. Sick. Fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the majority of what I found on Archive of Our Own, fanfiction.net got much weirder. It was, it was a lot of, again, these like alternate endings. Like, what if Daisy didn't? kill that lady at the end. <laughs> like, right. Do you remember the plot of Great Gatsby? I can lay it down for you real fast. Okay, let me see if I remember. It's and a then, fucking soap opera. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a bridge version of Gates of Great Gatsby yeah. by Claire. Yeah. Um, Nick is just a dude who like is spending the summer with like his rich friends and then He's just like, wow, rich people really be crazy. That's like yeah, most that's, of the that's most, most of, of the plot. And then <laughs> and then there's like a part where he's like, wow, rich people also like to cosplay as poor people because there's that time when they go to like that apartment. I don't remember that part. <laughs> there's like a part where like I don't remember if it's uh, it's like one of the rich friends, maybe Daisy has like an apartment like oh, on like on, like, <laughs> like maybe on the scummy side of town. Oh, and I think it's like sort of where they because this is like maybe where the guy goes to have like an affair with like. Like the one that Daisy, I think, kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone is screaming and being like, she doesn't kill it. I will break it down. Claire's then, bringing her yeah, remembrance then, in. Then things fall apart really quickly. And we basically tie up all of like the complicated feelings by just like killing everyone. <laughs> kind of. And, <laughs> and so like Daisy kills kills her husband's mistress. And then somebody kills Jake Gatsby so he can no longer. So the love triangle with Daisy is like now resolved. And Nick is just like there with the lesbian golf player and they're like wow this has been a crazy time yeah and that's the end <laughs> that's like the majority of it yeah did you read this in high school yes okay so did I and I I don't know if it's like in favor because it's shorter or if it's because all this like crazy stuff happens like I couldn't tell you why Great Gatsby specifically is used in English class so much because looking back at the plot I was like this is insane why what does this have literary merit or is this just for fun and I think it's the latter but yeah you pretty much got it Nick is uh Daisy's 
cousin, I think. Oh, so he's yep. coming to like stay with them. Yep, yep, yep. They are old money rich. Yes, yes. Gatsby is Easter new money rich. So he's flaunting it for the yeah. most part. And there's a lot of like, he's built the mystique of like, how did he get all this money? And why is he throwing all these lavish parties yeah. every weekend yeah. in his giant house? But then, yes, then we find out Gatsby's single daisy's married both of them are cheating on their spouses basically but also like at some point we oh what was it it was that because i think everyone's having an affair yeah literally everyone's having an affair because i was like reading through this like paragraph that was like so uh gatsby's in love with daisy and daisy's married to whoever and then he is also having an affair with this woman and then this woman's also married (laughs) so it's like why this is so complicated. Yeah, because stupid. she's like, I think she's married to like a car repair man. Sure. And then maybe the car, re- does the car repair man, is he the one who shoots? Yeah. Gatsby? Yeah. So then basically like everybody's having all these affairs um, and yet they're all still like hanging out with each other because like social circle stuff is important when you're rich. So like that's they're also their friends. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, I got to reread this book. It's on my list. So at the very end uh i'm gonna get this half wrong gatsby has like a really garish car yes and he and daisy get into the car to go into the tell city, the yeah. tell the some like to go get somebody or tell somebody something and on the way that car where daisy is driving hits her lover's wife yes and then gatsby has to like take the fall or something like that or like it's supposed to be someone else because it's a very noticeable car and then yeah they end up coming back and um this mistress's husband ends up shooting gatsby and himself (laughs) so everyone just kind of dies and then nick's like wow what a crazy summer he was there for straight up like a summer (laughs) yeah right it's a very greek tragedy yeah or a soap opera yeah. Um, we are reading a great Gatsby fan fiction, and it is by Convenient Alias, who I could not get a hold of. Um, this was written, I believe, in like 2016, which is like when they joined Fan f- or uh, Archive of Our Own. They still write, so I was hoping that I could get in touch with them, but uh, they never got back to me. But uh, they write for a huge swath of fandoms and have been writing a lot since 2016. So good on them nice. if you like this, uh, but you want a new fandom or if I think they have like 20 great Gatsby fan fiction. So, you know, go head out over there, hang out, write comments uh, if you like this. Specifically, Fandom of the Opera was their top one. And I was oh. like, Interessante. And then Sensate, which is a TV show that I love, what? but are not at all related to each other. <laughs> Wildly different. Are you sure you're not the author of A this? classic book, a musical, and a net. Netflix, like sci-fi show which is not all like there's straight up like maybe 30 fandoms on this list of things they've written um but let's introduce our drink first so I was fairly certain that they drank a lot of champagne in Great Gatsby and that they just drank in general a lot I think there was even a mention of like gin and tonics and gin rickies gin mm. was very big mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I looked up like you know Great Gatsby cocktails or whatever to see like what else there was and there's just a cocktail called the Great Gatsby <laughs> so Sick. that's what this is completely unaltered because i had never tried one before and i was like well that sounds great it's all stuff i like it's a one part vodka one part little blanc and two parts uh grapefruit juice oh i know real simple yeah no gin (laughs) and i love a little blanc so so let's uh bottoms up Ooh, 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 ooh! that's refreshing that's surprisingly good for how much alcohol is in this And I was like, I couldn't remember what base liquor uh, Lilith Blanc paired with. So I was like, yeah. vodka Lilith Blanc sounds right. But it's also like a full shot of vodka and a full shot of Lilith Blanc. So that could be a little overpowering. 
It's not, though. No. It's really nice. It does feel a little um, prohibition-y, though. It's good. I didn't know Lil Blanc was that old. Like, it feel, it makes sense. I just didn't really think about it. It might not actually. It's probably not from the 20s. I don't know when this drink was made. <laughs> I can look it up. Wait, let me look quick. Turns out this is like Great Gatsby cocktail from the like uh, 2010 movie, The Great Gatsby, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. It does not say when this was made. It was made in the UK, though. <laughs> I don't know why. How old is Lilith? Wow, every single word is spelled wrong. <laughs> Lilith Company has been producing aromatized and fortified aperitif wines since 1887. Oh, so they could totally drink this yeah. in the 20s. Correct. Okay, great. <laughs> right. It's an aperitif. What's it made out of? Do you remember? It is. These liquors are usually citrus-based, made of orange mm-hmm. peels from Morocco and Spain. Fancy. And it is their products made of 85% wine from the Bordeaux region and 15% oh, yeah, fortified macerated okay. liqueurs. Nice. And that has been Cocktail Corner with Claire. Great. <laughs> We should learn things about... We're trying to learn. We always sound... I remember because we were at Claire's birthday party, which was incredibly delayed. It's not Claire's birthday anymore. Um, Or is it? Or is it? Uh, And we sounded like we knew so many things about cocktails when, in fact... We do not. It's that I like can throw people off. I have talked to some of my coworkers who are like way into cocktails. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I know just enough to, I'm going to say, disappoint people. Yeah. And that they get like really excited because they're like, I've never even heard of someone else who's even heard of Lilith Blanc. Right. And then I'm like, yeah, it's like super good and herbally and blah, 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 and blah. And I know what it's made of. And then they're like, have you had all of these things that Josie has 100% heard of, but I have not. Right. And then I'll be like. No. Or like I had heard of a Negroni Spagliato and knew exactly what it was, but I don't know anything else. I have very specific pockets. And Correct. It. This is how I throw off one of my coworkers the other day approached my desk uh, and he said, Claire, you know lots of things. And then he just had a question about printing a large piece of art. And was I was wrong. You could and I did know the at least figure out how to do that. Correct. And I do know how to do that. Nice. But I was like, I simultaneously love this superlative you have given me. But also, I know that's fundamentally untrue. Because I only know deep information on singular points of interest. All right. So this is uh, a fic called Steak, Cabernet, and the Blindingly Obvious Ooh. by convenient alias i'm not gonna read the quote from the summary but uh the summary is the one where gatsby has been whining and dining nick for weeks and nick comes to the logical conclusion which is not actually the correct conclusion or is it oh <laughs> with prosecco in it with prosecco in it. <laughs> cabernet with prosecco in it no don't do that well actually no never mind don't Ooh. do that eh, maybe uh, if you want like a sparkling rosé <laughs> on the rocks <laughs> Not in that it's on ice, but in a questionable way. It's on thin ice. Thin ice. After thinking it over for a bit, Gatsby decided it might be better not to have Jordan make the request for him. Jordan is the the lesbian. Oh, yeah, the golf player. Yeah. 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 After all, it was a rather large request to make of Nick. Nick was a good man of proper morals. He never got drunk at any of Gatsby's parties, never ogled any of the ladies, keeping his eyes to himself, even in the case of his own girlfriend, Jordan. And Gatsby wasn't sure he'd even cursed in Gatsby's presence. Oh, you're right. I think Daisy tried to set up Jordan and Nick. But they were just, they were bros the whole time. Yeah, they were like, it was, <laughs> do you want a date? Do you want a date? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I I've, I remember like reading different analyses that was like, they were like a beard couple, like in that they were like, uh, Nick's clearly into Gatsby and Jordan's clearly into Daisy. And yeah. you're like, okay. Well, or like, I mean, from what I remember, I feel like 
male female friendships were not as scandalous in the 20s because of everything else that was going on. Yeah, probably. Like it was just kind of yeah. a swing in time. Moreover, he wasn't entirely sure Nick approved of him even now. Nick had come visiting several times, of course. They had gone up in the hydroplane together. Nick had attended at least three parties. They'd spoken of trivialities, politics, philosophy, current events, etc. He told Nick his entire, admittedly fake, backstory. And despite that, he still got the sense that Nick still wasn't altogether comfortable with him. Oh yeah, do you remember Gatsby was a... I don't remember how he said he got his money. It had something to do with the war. And so everyone was like, no, I'm pretty sure he's a bootlegger. Oh, yeah. um, That sounds... And then he was. (laughs) Yeah. Surprise. Okay, Spoilers surprise. for the great Gatsby. Uh, <laughs> you can listen to this episode instead of reading Cliff Notes, kids. I wouldn't write your essay on it, though. <laughs> can you have, Grace, as a teacher, how would you feel if you were like... If one of my kids uh, read a book outside of school, I would be floored. <laughs> I could barely get them to read in class when I'm staring at them. That's fair. But it's a, it's a different class. We're not ready to be Ray Gatsby. Absolutely not. Uh, Okay. And despite that, he still got the sense that Nick still wasn't altogether comfortable with him. Perhaps it was in the fact that although he laughed lightly at Gatsby's jokes, he always seemed a bit on edge around Gatsby. Perhaps it was the fact that sometimes Gatsby would turn around and find Nick staring intently at him, almost suspiciously, and Nick would immediately lower his eyes and pretend nothing had happened. So with Nick being such a decent man and being so unimpressed with Gatsby himself which was a bit distressing since seeing as Gatsby lived to impress, it was perhaps not the best idea to count on Jordan to present the subject to Nick. Although Nick clearly had a better opinion of her than of Gatsby. The two were going together after all. It's just, These are all in like parentheses to be like, and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend. <laughs> it still was not straightforward to depend on a woman to make a request, and Nick was a straightforward man. He would appreciate that. So instead of sending Nick home after telling him to call Jordan, as he originally planned, speaking of Daisy was still so painful for him. He kept Nick with him a bit longer, and in the heat of the evening, he brought Nick home to have dinner at his own place. And Nick, although his house was just across the way, and he could easily have simply gone home, did not. Gatsby took this as a good sign. So Gatsby is uh, in love with Daisy, as we all know, as we've read 200 pages about what is happening. Because I feel like with the parentheses, it's hard to be like, literally nothing's happened yet. It's because nothing's happened yet. But Gatsby is hoping to like wine and dine Nick in order to be like, hey, will you like put in a good word for me with Daisy? Oh, Nick's about to be like, for me? For me? (laughs) These flowers are for me. An orange peanut? For me? You're not going to get that reference. (laughs) Uh, I do know. I fell off the whole couch. (laughs) I forgot that wasn't an arm and this is not a couch. It's a mattress. And also, I do know the reference of an orange peanut for me. You do? Because I say it to Leaf all the time, and they still don't know what I'm talking about, it's, even though I've showed them the clip like four times. It's from Bad Re- Lip Reading yeah, NFL. <laughs> okay. We're getting waffles. We're getting waffles. No, I say that all the time. <laughs> no one never knows what it's from. Yeah, if, you ever, uh, if you're from the 2010s and you watch Bad Lip Dubs, um, it's from that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Nick's going to be like for me an orange peanut. I think I'm back. I'm, I'm like so afraid I'm going to fall off this mattress now. I didn't even perceive that that was an option. Okay. I'm on a nugget. We'll be like, pause for fall. Pause for me falling off of this, off of this, it's not a couch. Off of this. Uh, You've disguised it as a couch so well, I forgot this was not an arm. <laughs> for the listeners, uh, Grace is sitting upon a bed frame with a box spring and the top piece of a nugget. And many pillows on the back that look like the back part of a couch. And also I'm resting on a triangle nugget, which is like arm shaped. 
<laughs> arm on the couch and I'm just fully leaning on it it's moments like this where it was like earlier today I was like oh someday I'll be able to afford a real couch and maybe that'll be sad my little bunk couch setup is gonna be gone and maybe I won't fall to my death <laughs> and just watching you now it's like you know all <laughs> good things must come to an end or just it, it's fine it's fine the way it is I fall off of regular couches all the time like it's not <laughs> you're not special okay He took utmost care with the presentation. The dinner was steak, asparagus, and potatoes served with a red cabernet that Nick only drank in sips, and Gatsby tried to drink as slowly as possible. The table was lit with only a few candles, which Gatsby hoped would set the mood as serious. Not romantic. Not romantic. Not a couple of candles. Not a candle at dinner for my friend. (laughs) It's also the 20s, so like they probably don't have like lights, but like This is a business meeting. But like, I want it to be nice and dim to show how serious I am. The lack of light leads to us thinking really really seriously about each other as, as comrades. Nick seemed to be slightly on edge, but not in a particularly bad way. He smiled openly at Gatsby. It was a smile Gatsby had seen before, directed at many a party guest. A trustworthy smile, devoid of judgment. Come, it said. Tell me everything. Let me take on your burdens. All I want is to help. Gatsby cleared his throat. throat) He paused, unsure of how to begin. Perhaps Jordan would have done a better job after all. Do you have something to say, Gatsby? Nick said gently. Gatsby nodded. Somehow he can force the words out of his throat. Nick smiled and raised his eyebrows. Wolfsheim isn't as bad as he seems, really, Gatsby said at last. I know he can come off a little strong, old sport, but really he means well, and he's a good man to know. I don't know what this, I don't remember what, who Wolfsheim is. He thought Wolfsheim would come across as impressive, would make a good impression. He'd always made a strong impression on Gatsby's underworld contacts. But perhaps that was the difference. Nick was an upstanding man, and the things that would impress him were rather different. But Nick was still smiling. You don't need to apologize for him. It was nice meeting one of your friends. Friends? Gatsby said. He didn't really think of Wolfsheim that way. They were business connections. And Wolfsheim could be very helpful, but they weren't exactly friends. I suppose you could call him that. If it came down to it, he Oh, and Gatsby's sitting there being like, Weak. Your boyfriend? No, Gatsby's saying, like, I think Gatsby's trying to um, impress him. And now he's like, am I doing a bad job? He's just like internalized. He's just like really overthinking everything he's saying. First dates, I get it. (laughs) You overthink every little thing. Every little thing you say is like, am I putting my foot in my whole mouth? Oh, wait. I'm also remembering another plot of Gatsby. Didn't Gatsby, like, that's not his original name. It's like how in Mad Men he like Mad Men he like stole the name of someone who like died in combat or that something that sounds right I don't I can't I can't confirm or deny I have not reread this book yet yeah it's been uh well it's been almost a decade and a half since I was I, gonna say it's maybe been 15 years maybe. this feels like a sophomore college or yeah, a sophomore like, high school yeah it was uh, like sort hmm, of a wild of a thing oh yeah I also looked up I forgot I looked up fan fiction for the grapes of wrath because that's all I can remember <laughs> having read in high school oh, and man. Alice shrugged that one was bad don't look up it's I, a, it's incredibly stupid I did read don't look up fan fiction for anything I ran just done <laughs> I did read grapes of wrath I did not read Atlas shrugged I would have like also looked up like a raisin in the sun or something. Ooh, actually, like that. Oh, that was a play though. Yeah, was like, and the Crucible is a play, so like yeah. that got me kind of different results. But um, the only thing I can remember from the Grace of Grace oh, of or Rath, the Eyes Are Watching God. Oh, I didn't that one was that already one. A odd. Strange. 1984 book. is when I should have looked up. That seems like it would get weird. Maybe I'll do that later today. Anyway, t- did you read Grace of Wrath? I did. Uh, do you remember what the like? Okay, the only thing that I remember 
from the graves of rats. So she's breastfeeding that dude at the end. Is that she breastfeeds that dude at the end. And that was what some of the things which is about because I think that's the only plot point that anybody cares about because it's so baffling at the end. It's like the whole book is like there's dust everywhere and, and now I'm breastfeeding sad, a man. And now I have breast milk and this man has died. And he's like an old man, isn't he? Like he's yeah. like that. Like it's not at all in the sexy way it's just a weird yeah she's like roll of yeah she's having like a like a uh i can be useful moment yeah i think i remember in our english class we had to like dissect Dissect why she has her like weird like jim stares at the camera moment yeah because it's it's it baffling (laughs) she smiles and you're like (laughs) oh this man's just gonna like suck on your whole titty to not die (laughs) like weird reaction dude okay anyway (laughs) That's why I didn't. It, I didn't read it because it, it was too long. So like I was like, this is gonna be too long for the podcast. But it was like a Ray Ren fanfic where he's just doing breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't need to know more. It's like I, I get where we're going. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is perfectly normal fanfiction that is not about breastfeeding a man to save his life. <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> If it came down to it, he didn't really have that many friends. This is Gatsby talking about this. Oh, because, yeah, he doesn't have any friends because he's lying about his life and his most of his <laughs> friends are like bootleggers that he can't talk about. Um, you can't tell you. It's hard to make friends when you're a liar in the 20s. <laughs> when all of your friends are criminals, you can't really be like, and I'm having a hard time in my life. Yeah. And they're like, my dude. You we just can't- need to pay me for this shipment of gin or whatever. Yeah, and they're like, you can't tell me your first name, let alone your life's problems. Right? You can't even tell me your actual backstory. Wow. Tough life that you've concocted for Don't yourself. Don't do crimes, kids. Don't it just leads to sadness. Just stay in school. <laughs> Make friends. Stay at school. Most of his acquaintances either were with him for business reasons or because they loved to squander his wealth and enjoy his parties. But Nick hadn't even let Gadsby pay for lunch and drinks today. Always, wait, I thought this was at his house. Maybe it's not. He always seemed more interested in Gatsby than the alcohol or music at the parties, and if he had any idea what Gatsby did for business, at least he never brought it up. You're a good friend to me, Nick, Gatsby said, meeting Nick's eyes, so open, so kind. I have less than you'd think, Nick nodded silently. You're a good man. I'm glad I've met you. Really, Gatsby said. Nick was the kind of man Gatsby had always imagined New York was full of, before realty, reality proved him wrong. Not realty. That doesn't make sense. Jan Jixon. Jan strength. Jixon. <laughs> New York real estate agent. <laughs> it's like Erin like Brockovich where she's like an 80s up and coming like businesswoman. So she has... Anyway, okay. Uh, okay, you're a good man. I'm, re- I'm glad I met you, really, Gatsby said. Nick was the kind of man Gatsby had always imagined New York was full of before reality proved him wrong. I don't want to ask anything more from you. Please, Nick said. His voice was unexpectedly rough. If it's you, you can ask for anything you want. Gatsby's fists clenched. You're kind, old sport. I just don't know how. It's all right, Nick said. He stood up. I already know what you want. Gatsby froze. Miss Baker told you? Nick laughed a little awkwardly. (laughs) She didn't have to. It was a little obvious. It was? Well, yes. Gatsby smiled stiffly. He'd been prepared to give a long speech in preparation for requesting Nick's assistance in seeing Daisy. 
Oh, yeah. He never, like, met Daisy. He just was throwing these parties in hopes that she would, like, come over one day. Oh, yeah. Yep. So he, we're, we're in that part of the book where he hasn't met Daisy to, like, flirt with her. And he's, like, looking at a green light. Yeah, he's just, like, arms arms wide open looking at a green light. <laughs> and he's, like, the green light means go. That was in the, sum- like, this, like, two paragraph summary I read that he, like, one day is just, like, arms wide open on a lake looking and at a green light. arms wide open. Yeah, I was, like, okay. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but sure. <laughs> I'll show you love. I'll show you everything. It's not a Christian song, you guys. It's just from a Christian band. I'm going to say it's about the Great Gatsby now. It's about giving me the green light. What's that green light? Okay, anyway. Which also, there's a Jonas Brothers song called Green, green light. light. There's like four songs called Green Light. There's that. There's They're all Lord. about. Um, oh, yeah. Give me the green light. Give me this one night. I'm ready to go right now. I don't know who sings that. Game of Thrones. Th- sorry. Sorry. Great Gatsby. <laughs> I'm just, no. It's all about Gates, Great I was Gatsby. Thinking, I was like Flowriders. No, 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 no. I'm saying that I'm choosing to, <laughs> to, to be like. Lord and Jonas Brothers and probably like Pitbull or everyone is writing about the Great Gatsby actually. Yeah. (laughs) This is what they wrote for their English class. (laughs) Sorry, I had a green light. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Oh yeah, so um, Gatsby's like, oh my God, you knew? And Nick goes, "Uh, she didn't have to. It was a little obvious. It was? Well, yes. Gatsby smiled stiffly. He had been prepared to give a long speech in preparation for requesting Nick's assistance in seeing Daisy. He had been willing to go into poetry to declare his love for Daisy and convince Nick of his sincerity, and now Nick already knew? At least he didn't seem to be angry. You don't need to worry, Nick said. Honestly, it's flattering. Gatsby flushed. His attention's flattering to Daisy? As if she didn't have a thousand other admirers, Uh even if they were less devoted. But that was still far from the point. Well, old sport, you know, it's not exactly socially acceptable. I mean, I know it doesn't look like something a gentleman would. You're an honest man, Gatsby, Nick said earnestly. He walked over to Gatsby's side and gently laid a hand on his shoulder. Something as simple as this could never change my mind. And society isn't always right, especially when it comes to love. About married women. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) can you put in a good word with your married cousin? Mm. No. (laughs) I just met you like two weeks ago. You seem nice, but... Mm. Please, Gatsby said. I swear my intentions are still honorable. Nick smiled. I believe there is honor in love itself. And to confess that kind of love, one must be very brave. Brave? Gatsby sputtered. Well... It is socially looked out upon to court after married women. Eh, for a real good reason. <laughs> Nick bent down, his face very close to Gatsby's now. Uh-oh. You are a good man, Gatsby. 90-10. With a single hand, he cupped Gatsby's chin. Uh-oh. I love you, too. <laughs> And then, I saw it coming and and then Nick's lips were pressed against Gatsby's and Gatsby's brain pretty much shorted out. No, my friend, 90 10, 90 10. He thought he was like 50 50. <laughs> he thought he had already known. We're both confessing him. our love. He's like, you made this romantic dinner. That's the 90. Truly, yes. Like, that's, a, that's at least a 20 <laughs> right there. There are only four candles on this table. I can barely see you. We're looking at each other. You're looking at me. Friends. I'm looking at you. We all know what's going on here. Come on, buddy. No. Come on, old sport. Come anyway. on, old sport. <laughs> uh, it was not that that it was. It was not that no one had ever tried to kiss Gatsby before. At many of his parties, there had been attempts from young women, and yes, occasionally young men. Gatsby had carefully avoided all such attempts uh, with help from his assistants, and made notes to avoid all the attempters in the future. 
and it had been years since anyone had actually succeeded in kissing him. And then there was the non not insignificant fact that the person kissing him was Nick. Nick, the gentle soul who rarely ventured to speak to strangers first, and certainly who was never aggressive with them. Nick, who always looked on Gatsby's extravagance with a hint of exasperation and never indulged too much at Gatsby's parties. He was not the sort to kiss anyone out of the blue, especially not another man. He was also Daisy's cousin. And Daisy. Gatsby gasped slightly and Nick leaned away, his lips finally detaching themselves from Gatsby's mouth. He frowned with concern and Gatsby tried to gather his thoughts back together from where the kiss had scattered them. I, he sputtered. I'm not sure you understand, old sport. <laughs> Nick squeezed his arm. You're flustered. I moved too fast for you. A smile quirked at his lips, which a minute ago had been kissing Gatsby. Maybe you're even less experienced than I thought. Gatsby whim whimpered. I'm not sure you understand, old sport. Yeah. <laughs> the smile on Nick's face disappeared. Gravely, he said, I'm sorry. Perhaps I did misunderstand. You didn't want me to kiss you? Gatsby was on the verge of saying no, but somehow he couldn't get the word out of his mouth. Instead, he just made an awkward grunting noise. <laughs> grunting is, is awkward, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And well, since I don't know his feelings, it's hard for me to put the right emotive. Well, and also he's so like, I remember thinking that Gatsby was so old because he said old sport. And I was like, no one under the age of 70 would say that. So Gatsby must be old. <laughs> and I think it's just that he doesn't know rich people don't say old sport. No. Oh, and that was the that was the thing I forgot was that there was this weird like new money, old money thing of like, even outside of Daisy being married, Gatsby was like, frivolous new money <laughs> and yeah. she was like quiet i'm gonna pretend to be poor old money yeah at the end she's Gotta like read this book yeah at the end she's like you know what i would rather repair things with my cheating philandering husband than be with you you <laughs> because at least he's rich in an old money way you're doing a lot and you're doing a lot you're really you're really donald trumping this whole yeah you got a <laughs> whole experience you gotta stop Gatsby was on the verge of saying no, but somehow he couldn't get the words out of his mouth. Instead, he just made an awkward grunting noise. It sounded awful, and he had to blush. Nothing about this evening was going according to plan. Do you want me to kiss you again? Nick asked. Or should I stay back? You want to do that again? Gatsby blurted out. Yes, Nick said. Only if you want to. Of course he didn't. He should only want to kiss Daisy. Daisy was his dream. Kissing Miss Daisy. <laughs> you can't do that. He's driving a taxi. <laughs> it's dangerous. That's not a book, right? Yes, it is. It's a movie, Driving Miss Daisy. But wasn't it based on a book? Probably. Might I'm not been. cultured enough to know. Of course he didn't. He should only want to kiss Daisy. Daisy was his dream. The one for whom he'd made a fortune. Daisy is who I want. Like Daisy is where my loyalties lie. And that green light, damn it. <laughs> not I, love, I love two things in this world. I love three things in this world. It is Daisy, that green light, and my own self. <laughs> and not this, Nick Carraway, your friend. Life I have weaved. No room for Nick Carraway. Not in this heart. I refuse. I am full of green light and Daisy. And myself. Good. Anyway, uh, Daisy was his dream. The one for whom he'd made a fortune. Built a house like a castle and thrown parties every weekend, hoping for only a glimmer of her attention. He couldn't want to be with anyone else to kiss anyone else. Certainly he couldn't want to kiss Nick, who had only showed up in Gatsby's life a couple weeks ago, who was a man. Do you want to? Nick repeated. Gatsby cleared his throat. I'm afraid I'm rather out of practice, he said apologetically. That's fine, said Nick encouragingly. You'll do fine. You know, I've never really kissed a man before to begin with, Gatsby said. I don't really know how. It's no different from kissing a woman, Nick said. 
except you'll be kissing me. There was something rather appealing about kissing Nick, Gatsby supposed. He was a very good-looking man, as Gatsby had always thought. Jordan Baker was a lucky woman, which was a good point. What about Miss Baker? He asked. Jordan is nothing to me, Nick said. She's, She's a, a golfer. Friend. She's nothing a golfer. else. She's a wink golfer. <laughs> You know I don't they... think she's wink interested in me as a man wink. <laughs> Perhaps it was a good thing Gatsby hadn't told Jordan to deliver his request then. Although, Gatsby thought helplessly, she at least couldn't have messed things up any worse than this. Except, as bad of a mess as it seemed to be, Gatsby found himself rather enjoying it. Nick was not at all bad at kissing, and the way he looked at Gatsby was rather the way Gatsby had always wanted Daisy to look at him, even though she'd never had. This can't be a good idea, he said. And yet you want it, Nick said quietly. You invited me over tonight, didn't you? Yes, but... Objections balanced on the tip of Gatsby's tongue. Yes, but not for kissing. Yes, but he had been going to ask about Daisy. Yes, but Gatsby was in love with someone else, really. And he certainly didn't like men, and Nick had simply misunderstood. I suppose I did, he said. He stepped closer to Nick, his throat tight with anticipation. Well, maybe it's not such a bad idea. It's a terrible idea, Nick said cheerfully. Let's do it anyway. As it turned out, Nick was an even better kisser when Gatsby was prepared. <laughs> it took them a little while to get back to dinner, but they did eventually finish eating, and Gatsby walked Nick home, even though the distance was short. Nick kissed him goodbye, briefly on the doorstep, and then Gatsby was left to walk back to his mansion by himself. For the first time in months, he passed by the dock without stopping to gaze across the bay at the green light. Aww. The end. Aww. I got tired at the end. <laughs> The metaphor that we were all taught in English class. The green light is love. The green uh, light is Daisy. He didn't even look at it. It's almost as if he was compensating for something else with this love of a woman he could not get. You know, it's a little on the nose. That's not familiar to me at all. No one would be aware. No one will know that I'm gay if I say I'm in love with a man that's a celebrity or the popular guy that will never look at me. No one will know. No one would know. Speaking of high school. <laughs> be like, I'm in love with the uh, quarterback because I can be. And he doesn't know who I am. Or I'd be like, I'm in love with like the clearly flamboyant gay man <laughs> who I have a lot in common with because he also loves show choir and musicals. And people would be like, he's gay. And I'm like, yeah, that's just too bad, I guess. Man, we would have really been a great couple if he wasn't gay. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, that was Steak Cabernet and the Blindingly Obvious by Convenient Alias. Go check out their other stuff and nice. leave comments if you enjoyed this pic. That was The Great Gatsby. That was that was fantastic. It has made me lightly want to uh, reread Gatsby, but also... It's one of the shortest yeah. classic books. So like, if you want to return to that as a thing, like uh, my wife is reading a lot of classic books that like... We've glossed over and giving me reviews to know if I should read it also. Sure. And Gatsby feels like one that I could get through, especially knowing that it's like all drama. Yeah. There's not a lot of stuff to follow. I feel like some of the appeal of it being part of literary education is probably like That's there's the so reason. many things happening that you can mm. like really test whether or not someone read a chapter by being like, explain the green light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then when they're like, it's a street sign, you're like, wrong. I feel so bad for like teachers back when we were in high school because like the internet and like spark notes were really just becoming a thing yep and so i remember being in like ap english and taking like tests and obviously some of the questions were like who said this quote or like stuff to just be like 
do you remember this book? And some of them were like these literary analyses of like the green light, but also spark notes would just be like, some people say the green light is a metaphor for blah, blah, blah. And you could just read that. Yep. So teachers had no way to be like, here's a test. <laughs> be like, did you actually read it? Or did you just hear someone else give their analyses? And also is that, should that count? If it's not coming from your own brain? I don't know. But also on some difficult. level, like, yes, one should read the original context, but like also... I guess you're technically teaching like how to have a literary analysis instead yeah. of like, which is really difficult to do. Uh, fun fact: <laughs> I'm not surprised. Kids don't want to read. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, even I assume with like AP kids, you'd be like, these kids like reading. That's why they're here, right? And we were still bad <laughs> yeah. at reading the book they told us to read because it was probably long and we had other homework to do. Yeah, one of the things I remember from my English class is my uh, teacher when we read Catcher in the Rye. He had a picture of himself in a rye field and then he had a secondary <laughs> picture of himself in a rye field holding a catcher's mat that's and like I, so he was like <laughs> out on, the rye. yeah he was like out on a vacation and like saw a rye field and thought to himself i can make a good pun i can make a good pun <laughs> yeah and, I and that'll stick with you way better than anything that happened in catcher in the rye <laughs> right be like uh we don't need to talk about how he grapples with his like inability to like consummate a relationship with a prostitute when we can remember that an English teacher also, took we a were picture like of 16 field. so like perhaps there would have been a more relevant like person in a book that we could be like yeah the qualms of growing up in like a normal way and not in a prostitute <laughs> way, way. That's why you can't read old books. There's just weird. There's irrelevant problems to us. So obviously we're not going to care that much. Like I'm never going to have that problem. So like I'm not going to want to study it <laughs> at 16. Maybe now. When I was 16, I wasn't calling prostitutes and then chickening out at the last minute. Right. And like commenting on the fact that the prostitute like hung up her like Macy's dress. <laughs> But wow, also, you really I, don't want to put a wrinkle in that, do you? And but she's also, like, I really don't want to talk. I wouldn't really in, in class wouldn't want to talk about like the moral qualms of like me and my boyfriend deciding if we wanted to have sex, which would be a relevant problem. But I would not want to talk about it in front of other people. <laughs> so like, there's really no right answer. Whoa, do you think they like had Catcher in the Rye because we we're like we want to tell children that like sometimes you'll have moral qualms about sleeping with someone at the last second and it's okay to pull out at the last minute. I hope so, but I don't think that's there's no correct. way that was in the curriculum. But but like I'm injecting it now. Right. Can you imagine getting your curriculum like binder and they're like, so we're teaching kids sex that positivity. Okay to back out. <laughs> we're teaching them the importance of consent by reading the catcher in the rye. And you're like, what? Yeah, I feel like we didn't read Catcher in the Rye, but I feel like if that was a conversation we would have had, it might have stuck with me. I don't know. I don't know. Considering I didn't have that thought until literally 15 years later. <laughs> so now, yeah, now we can you don't want to read Catcher in the Rye? <laughs> Is it long? How many pages? Is it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I'll read Catcher in the Rye. And then if I hate it, I'll have better reason to hate it. And right? if I don't, I'll be like, you know what? Actually, people are sleeping on Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> Catcher in the Rye is like 230 pages. But it's one of those like Hell little yeah, old books. That's tiny. Let's do I it. I can read that. Let's do That'll it. That'll be my new Christmas read. I need a new <laughs> Gone Girl and Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> I need a new one. I've read Gone Girl enough times. <laughs> Every Christmas we read a different required reading. That's under 300 pages. <laughs> So I can do it sustainably in a month without feeling like I'm neglecting all my other books. Anyway, now that we've come full circle and talked about maybe 10 classic literature books, what are we doing next week? Next week, we have Lockdown. Oh, interesting. Like COVID-19. Mm. Lockdown. 
Or at least that's kind of how oh, I am. Okay, yeah. It. I was gonna say now that we've have some perspective, you could maybe go back and do a couple of different tags. Yes. That are lockdown based. Yes. Hmm. Locked in an apartment. Locked in quarantine. Quarantine. Or for uh, other reasons. Who knows? Yes. yes. There's a lot of wild hmm. ways to interpret this. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see which direction you went in. <laughs> Me too. Very fun. All right. If you want to give us more classic literature recommendations that you've read in your adulthood, you can get in touch with us in so many ways. We have our email at fineprankspodcast at gmail.com. And we have comments or DMs, depending on the platform, on TikTok, Tumblr, Facebook, not Snapchat, Instagram. And I think that's it at Fine Pranks Podcast and Twitter at Fine Pranks Pod. And if you would like to engage with us more, we also have a Patreon. For $5 a month, you can come over to our Patreon and listen to two additional episodes from Grace and I, where we read episode, episodes, we read fanfics that are a little too smutty for the regular podcast. If you don't want to give us money every month, but you do maybe if it's like a special occasion or you especially liked a certain episode, you just want to buy us a coffee or buy us a cocktail, you can pop over to our Ko-Fi, which is in all the different like bios of uh, the social medias I've already talked about. Is that it? Oh, give us reviews. Yes. (laughs) Those are free. Yes. Give us reviews in Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you can take a screenshot of that five-star review and send it to our email at finepairingspodcast at Mm gmail.com. And you can request your own 500-word custom fanfic that Grace or I will write and potentially read at the end of the season. Uh, And uh, have a good time. Enjoy. Continue to enjoy fanfic and books. Goodbye. Goodbye.